Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Just getting word from Apple makes it official. It is introducing that new smart home speaker. It'll be called HomePod. It's under seven inches tall, covered in mesh fabric. We got a picture of it at Bloomberg.com. Our terminal customers can find it under the AAPL, the Apple ticker symbol. And uh, this update, the afternoon call brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility, minimum volatility strategies. May be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors. Prepare by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Now let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are quiet right now. The Dow currently down 13 points. SVs dropped two. Well, the NASDAQ is lower by six. The small cap 600 is down four points. And the U.S. 10 yield at 2.18%. Eight of the main 11 SV sectors are trading lower, led by losses in utilities, materials, and real estate. Energy, financials, and technology gained. NASA Biotech's fall 10. Transports dropped two. Semis gained three. And the VIX is little changed. Leaders to the upside in the Dow are ExxonMobil, Microsoft, and Walmart. Apple and Cisco led to the downside. Regarding movers, Michael Kors jumped as much as 5%. Insight fell 6%. And Alphabet shares followed Amazon's and topped $1,000 per share. Wrapping things up in the biotech space, Loxo Oncology surged as much as 58% after an encouraging cancer drug study. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney, Charlotte. All righty. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K, on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie. Thank you so much. Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Brown University School of Professional Studies, engaging mid-career professionals with executive master's degrees in business, cybersecurity, healthcare, and technology. Brown.edu slash executive. This is Bloomberg. Goodbye to you, Qatar, it seems, from the four U.S. Arab allies. We're talking Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates and Egypt, all looking to punish the GCC member over its support, they say, for Islamist groups, as well as their key rival, that is Iran. Let's bring in Zainab Fatah, Bloomberg News Middle East reporter, for more on, well, why now, Zainab? Um, well, mostly a lot of the analysts are saying that this has to do with uh, Trump's visit to the region and the feeling that the rest of the Gulf have got uh, from uh, the U- uh, U.S. administration that they will be protected in case uh, of any attack from Iran. Um, that somehow a lot of analysts say is allowing them to turn their, ba- uh, their, uh, their focus again on their internal Gulf house and try to ensure that all the members of the Gulf Cooperation Council, uh, it's, uh, it's a bloc with six countries, fall in line and form a united front uh, against Iran, which uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE see as the main rival uh, to, to the Sunni uh, influence in the region. It does feel like this came out of nowhere, but for those like yourself who follow uh, what's going on very, very closely in terms of the Middle East, were you surprised by it? Were there signs that this was coming? 
it's definitely surprising the uh, ferociousness of, uh, of, of, uh, of the action and the measures being taken. Uh, but the problems and the conflicts have lingered on for a very long time. Uh, Qatar, for a very long time, since the 90s, have pursued uh, somewhat of an independent, independent uh, path uh, to its foreign policy. They kind of tried to become the main mediate, mediation center for conflicts in the region. And they have... Um, uh, relations with various uh, groups from uh, Hamas to some of the Taliban leadership uh, that uh, le- uh, live in, uh, in Qatar. Uh, they have relationships with the various parties in, in uh, Libya. And uh, they have the, what the, the Gulf, uh, by that I mean Saudi Arabia and the UAE, see as uh, overly friendly, friendly relationship with Iran. Um, and this has been a bone of contention for the um, UAE for a long time and for Saudi Arabia. Uh, perhaps in the past two years, some of the analysts tell me that Saudi Arabia and the UAE had to deal with the threat of ISIS and they had to deal with uh, the issues in Syria and the war in Yemen, and they were unable to unable to focus so much on the on 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 the gulf and on trying to ensure that Kuwait uh, that uh, Qatar toes the line right now as they get the cover from uh, President Trump or what perceived cover that's uh, uh, politically um, uh, somehow they are able to refocus their attention and try to um, ensure that they form a united front uh, and that's uh, the yeah. some analysts say that this could actually split the GCC in, uh, and, and, and force countries to take sides. Wow, because yeah, for now, Qatar seems to be being pretty defiant, Zainab. So the foreign ministry coming out saying it's baseless, saying that they plan to impose guardianship on the state, which in itself is a violation of sovereignty. But as we see their airlines disrupted in particular, as we see the stock market hit by some 7% worse since 2009, will they... Will they start coming round? Will they be a little bit more sensitive? Or do you think actually this is the start of the division? Well, it, it's, very, it's, it's very hard to predict what will happen and what course they'll take. Uh, but a lot, of the, a lot of observers here that say that in, in many ways uh, Qatar has no choice but to truly uh, have to find a compromise and a way to uh, appease its, uh, its uh, stronger neighbors. Uh, and to work with them because the interest of uh, Qatar lies more heavily with the Saudi and the uh, Emiratis than with the Iranians. Qatar shares with Iran the world's largest uh, gas field, um, and uh, that's kind of uh, where the relationship is. Uh, the Saudi Arabia and the UAE accuse uh, Qatar of having uh, strong relationships with Iran, but uh, many people doubt that is true and say that relationships in many ways have to be to, to do with the fact that they share uh, an, an oil, fee, uh, sorry, a gas field. Um, but somehow um, many don't see a way for Qatar out of this other than to, um, to work with its uh, Gulf neighbors. So 30 seconds here. What happens next? What should we anticipate as investors? I, I'm not absolutely sure uh, what will happen ne- next, and a lot of people are kind of waiting for this to see to what degree uh, these countries may be able to uh, paper out their issues. But perhaps maybe the, U- the U.S. can play a mediation role here uh, to try to broker some kind of agreement between that helps uh, uh, bridge the divide. Yes, and certainly a reminder that there's a lot that can come out of kind of nowhere around the globe to surprise 
um, the world and, and the markets. And we certainly saw, as uh, Caroline mentioned, uh, oil gaining, Qatari stocks plunging. So there certainly was some market reaction. Zainab Fatah, Middle East politics and economy reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us on the phone from Dubai. Caroline, hi. Carol Master, we are Bloomberg Radio.